Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast. All thanks to OAC Digital. Round six sees the Raiders return home to GIA Stadium to take on the Parramatta Eels. We're going to preview that game this week with our very special guest, Ryan Sutton, who'll be joining us for the second part of the podcast. We'll also have a look at the review of the Panthers' loss up there on Friday night at Blue Bet Stadium, uh, and we'll have a chat to Ryan Sutton a little bit more in depth about how his season has progressed so far um, after starting the year really well. Joining us on the podcast, as always, Tom Logan, John Croyder. Guys, uh, probably a little bit deflating after that loss against Penrith on Friday night. Um, although the scoreline suggested a lopsided contest, um, the team you know, was in that game for a lot of the period and just couldn't quite get there in the end. Yeah, great to be back on, Benny. And um, yeah, it was a bit of a tough tough loss, but also early days. There's still lots of improvement left in the side. And um, I, I really think we our first 20, 30 minutes was really good. And I know we'll get onto it a bit later, but there's still positive signs there. Yeah, that's right. We'll touch on that uh, performance uh, shortly uh, in our match review. And as I mentioned, we'll be speaking to Ryan Sutton. But first of all, it's time to go around the horn. Yeah, plenty of news out of that game. Probably the most notable was the injury to Chan's nickel clockstad. Tom, um, it looks as though he's picked up a neck injury at this stage. We're still a little bit unsure about um, how long he may be out for. Um, but, uh, you know, you could notice that we had to make a few changes to that back line uh, during the game, um, obviously, with Chans going off. Uh, I thought Jordan Rappin did a pretty good job considering he hasn't played fullback for a long time and uh, we had to make some uh, changes to that edge as well. Yeah, it's always tough when you, your fullback goes down, but credit to Raps, I thought he also did quite a solid job there. Um, it's exciting, though. Uh, this week, obviously, we're going to see the debut of a new player, so um, I think it's it's obviously disappointing to lose Chans and we're not sure how long he's going to be out for at the time of recording this podcast, but... Um, nevertheless, you know, Ricky Stewart, we've, he's shown that, you know, he's got great depth in his squad and, you know, I'm sure that whoever can come into the side will do a good job. John, we uh, had both Jack Whiten and Josh Hodgson up for media uh, this week and uh, they were both asked a little bit about Caleb Aikens. Let's have a, a quick listen to what um, they both had to say about Caleb. You know, Stick was obviously thinking of a few options and, and tosses up a few ideas to, to me and the other senior boys about who he's thinking and what's kind of what's kind of his um, his ideas and as soon as he mentioned Caelan we was we was all on board. He's um, he's played on our role before, he's really, you know, impressed us this preseason and, and just how he conducts himself and how, how safe he is at the back in, in training and in games in New South Wales Cup. So um, really looking forward to him making his, his debut for the club. He's a natural fullback. Uh, he's been putting putting all the hard work in all, all preseason, you know, and he's one of them blokes it's it's easy to love. So we're all very happy for him and can't wait to take the field for him with him. Yeah, as you can hear there from both of those guys, that confidence level um, in what Caleb can bring to the team is definitely there, um, even though he hasn't played a game at first grade level for us yet. Yeah, well, he's actually his last game for the Panthers was against us. I think it was around round 13 last year. So we saw in that game what he could do. He's He also played in that cup game up in Panthers as well. He played the first 60 minutes, scored a try. Looks really like a really smart uh, runner, ran some really good lines, um, good support as well. On the training field, he's looked great and... For the boys to say that they've got so much confidence in him, I think that says a lot. Yeah, that's right. We talk about the depth of this squad and, and obviously it's been tested here in, in a position where you don't usually carry a lot of depth. 
um, in your fullback role. It's probably one of those ones where you probably have one, maybe two people that can cover that position because it's such a specialty position. But to have a guy like Caleb who can come in and do that job you know, is a real bonus. Um, obviously, the other uh, team news this week, uh, Curtis Scott back in the side. Uh, Tom, great to see him back um, because um, up until he picked up that rib injury, um, he was showing some real signs of... Um, fulfilling his potential so far this season. Yeah, I think Curtis has been really solid so far in 2021. Uh, and even, <laughs> it's actually pretty incredible to think that he played pretty much 74 minutes of that. I think it was the Warriors game. Yeah, it was the Warriors game, yeah. Cracked ribs or something. Oh, yeah. Anyways, it'll be great to have Curtis back. He's, he's I know he's, oh, I feel like we always talk about this in the podcast, but he, oh, I love his carries out of our defensive end and, uh, it's just going to be great to have him back in the team. Yeah, no, it's good to have his experience here, that's for sure. And Unfortunately for Seb Chris, John, um, he didn't make the 17 uh, this week. But, um, I mean, it's been a really good learning curve for him over the past few weeks. And I think he's been really strong and it'll only be a matter of time before um, he gets another opportunity. Yeah, his stock's risen massively and he's shown that he's not only capable but also versatile. So there's going to be a spot. He's going to play a part this season, that's for sure, whether it be filling in in the second row like he did at the start of that Warriors game, where whether he's playing in the backs, he's versatile and he's um, showing that he's up to the standard. Ryan James went off for a HIA assessment on the weekend. He passed that and came back on and played the game, but Ricky's decided to give him a week off. Pretty smart move, Tom, considering uh, obviously Ryan's had a couple of years of, uh, out of football and um, he's still trying to get himself back into that week-to-week grind. And, um, you know, when you've got a guys like... Um, Emre Goula, Corey Horsburgh, Corey Hadawita-Nida waiting in the wings. It, it makes sense to be able to um, rotate those guys and, and give players a rest when they need it. A hundred percent. I absolutely love this move by Ricky Stewart. I think it's really smart that you know he's sort of giving Ryan that rest uh, after coming off the back of. I think he might have had two HIAs in a row. And we we also mustn't forget that he's he's, he's off the, coming off the back of two ACL injuries, so he'll be you know, finding his feet, playing regular footy again. So I think that's a really smart move by the coaching staff. And I'm so excited to see Emre uh, back in the team. <laughs> I thought he was playing some really good footy at the start of last year. I thought he was taking that next step to another level and then that season-ending injury um, yeah. obviously meant he hasn't been able to play up until um, the start of this season, been playing in cup, playing good minutes, playing some good footy as well. An emerging Blues player too, so he's... Definitely got some high stock, and he's going to bring a lot of energy into that pack and off the bench. Yeah, he'll have the, a point to prove. That, I think the, I don't know if he's the, the point to prove, but he's got a real good attitude around it. I don't think he's like once dropped his head and 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 said he's disappointed that he's not being in the team each week and things like that. He's just gone back to the, the cup side and and really put some hard work in. So it's a reward for effort, and that's what um, Ricky and the coaching staff are looking for. So um, great to see Emre back. And obviously the the other talking point out of the game uh, this weekend when Parramatta named their team was Dylan Brown suspended. So uh, one of their chief playmakers out this week, Tom. But they bring in Will Smith, um, who's an accomplished you know half. Um, but you know you'd have to think that most of their um, Attack's going to centre around both Mitch Moses and Clint Gutherson this weekend. Yeah, they've got so many dangerous strike weapons across the field, so taking out Dylan Brown doesn't really hurt the Eels a huge amount. You know, they're obviously dangerous on their wings, and obviously Gutherson, he, he's central to that team's success, so I think we're going to have to be wary everywhere across the paddock. We're going to preview that game a little bit later in the show with Ryan uh, Sutton, but uh, time now to have a look uh, at Friday night's loss to the Panthers. <laughs> Yeah, 30 to 10 up there at Blue Bet Stadium. Uh, John, it wasn't the most polished performance by the Raiders, but early on in the game, they showed some really positive signs. They scored the first try and were unlucky not to get a second. Yeah, I think we're, um, we're definitely 
doing really well with our, with our forwards. We're making good metres. We're putting good pressure on them. But we just um, – the Panthers are a really good team. And I think that's the thing you've you've got to remember. It's, it's round five. We're getting – it's not the, the back end of the season. Uh, so you can't be too disheartened. But I feel like the Panthers were good value for, the, for their win, as much as it hurts to say. Yeah, I thought they, the Panthers played really strong. Um, they didn't really give us much opportunity um, with the ball. Um, and then – um, Nathan Cleary's kicking game is obviously pretty um, important for them and um, he did some really good kicks to, to put us on the back foot. So, you know, that reshuffle, Tommy, that I spoke about with Chance going off sort of um, had to have Elliot Whitehead playing in the centres and Elliot's such a great player but, um, you know, Stephen Crichton probably got him for pace um, for their first try just because of that, um, the, the fact that there wasn't a, a natural centre out in that position and, um, you know, just it just forced us to play a little bit of different style of football, and we just couldn't get that rhythm that we um, we've shown over the last few weeks. Yeah, it's always tough when you lose, especially one of your spine players. So uh, that obviously didn't help, and taking away nothing from Penrith, it, it also didn't help our cause. Everything they did seemed to just turn to gold. So um, you, you know, it's a credit to the opposition. We ca- we can't sort of hide that, but also. Um, I don't think we can really sort of be too disheartened by that. No, I also want to thank the Penrith fans for promoting the Viking Club for us on the mm. weekend. It was great to see other clubs out there helping us to sell memberships in 2021. <laughs> so thank you, Penrith fans. We appreciate the support um, in getting behind the Raiders on that one. Uh, also, like around that 60th minute when um, Jared Croker scored that try in the corner, I feel like we're really back in the game. And I know that it ended up being like 30 to 10, I think the final score was, but... I don't know, I feel like we're really in it in the last 20 minutes, but maybe we just tried to push push it a little bit too much. We're really going for that win, and um, they hit us with that. Like, that intercept probably hurt us a little bit. Yeah, I, I found that um, sometimes in our team, if we if we are chasing points, we can try and do a little bit too much for the ball and go away, uh, away from our structure a little bit. And I think um, that's probably part of the reason uh, with how things went wrong the other night. But, look, to be honest, um, like we said, it's early in the season. It's not like we're... We're dropping a game like this in you know two weeks out from the finals with a full squad of players, so it's definitely not panic stations yet, and it's an opportunity for us now to bounce back uh, against the Eels this weekend. We're joined on Behind the Limelight podcast this week, thanks to OAC Digital with Raiders forward Ryan Sutton. Thanks for joining us, mate. No worries. Thanks for having us. Great to have you on board uh, for the podcast this week. We're going to start with something. Um, that you've got coming up that's a little bit close to your heart and you mentioned it um, after uh, the game a couple of weeks ago. Tell us about this pair of boots that's sitting on the table and, and what we're doing. Yeah, so these are just a much warm pair of boots that I uh, can't remember the game I played in, in them. But um, my mum lost a, a cousin to prostate cancer back home in England and um, it was a really good bloke actually. When I was out in, Engl- uh, out in Australia in 2013, he was... He messaged me and, and said he couldn't meet me because he's actually an Australian citizen and res- resident as well, which, again, makes it a bit more special. Um, yeah, and obviously they're going through a bit of hardship at the minute with, with that. And, you know, he's, he was a really good bloke, he was a really charitable person, really loved the community, loved rugby league. And, um, yeah, just want to raise some money back f- for, obviously, the hardship that they're going through back home. I think, obviously, I don't know what funerals are like at the minute with... Um, Capacity and whatnot, but um, just anything to help um, to help the family or to help uh, the charity that he's um, doing it for. That's right. I think it's a Wigan Hospice that you'll be raising money for. So um, we'll have the details of this auction um, up online uh, through the Raiders social channels and website um, as soon as that's live. We can let everybody know how they can go and bid on a pair of Ryan Sutton's match worn boots. Great little memento there, uh, and raising some money for a good cause. Uh, mate, you've had a great start to the season. Uh, 
two tries to start with, which is, uh, you know, front rowers don't usually get too many, but you are you really happy with the way things are going so far? Yeah, we don't we don't get too many back-to-back tries, so take them as they come. But, yeah, it's um, really happy where I'm at at the minute. Um, I'm not going into games over overcomplicating things. I think the, the more simple I keep it, going into a game, the better. So, you know, obviously over the past few years, I think I've tried to overhype and overdo things in, in games, and it's not gone my way. So I think... Solidified a bit, you know. Two two years in the NRL now, I think um, it's just it's come second nature a little bit. So just gotta keep improving week in week out, and hopefully again in the squad week in week out as well. That not overcomplicating things is that just due to a bit more experience, or is it something that you've been working on uh, with the coaching staff? Well, obviously, I think the NRL is the pinnacle of of rugby league. Really, I think you're playing week in week out against really good players, and I think you know I had a, I had a point to prove coming over, and uh, probably. Shot myself in the foot a little bit uh, sometimes, but you know the more I get used to the games and the more I got used to playing playing against um, really good competitive sides, um, it really does help. And yeah, I think um, that that definitely does have something to do with it. And just just you know the coaching staff that we've got at the Raiders is really good at the minute, and the players we've got around us it makes everything a lot more easy for the for us all. So yeah, it's um, it's going pretty pretty happy where I'm at at the minute. You said, uh, and you've said this in a couple of interviews so far um, this year, is that the preseason was a bit different for you. You actually used the the break to get away from football completely, which is something that you haven't really done before. You've always sort of had football at the forefront, and it seems to have helped you. Do you think that's uh, that different approach has been a, a, a bit of a blessing for you? Yeah, I think um, I'm always looking to to improve myself year on year. I think obviously the first year was a stepping stone in, stepping stone into the side and into the NRL and. I think um, in the off season after that, I think I really, I, I really were happy with where I finished off that season. I think that's where I wanted to go into the off season. Have a really strong train, train the outstanding in the off season, then come back into the preseason, um, really strong. And it, it probably, probably overdid it a little bit. Mm. Um, went into that preseason, got a few little niggles, and then you know, obviously, I think. Um, Throughout the year, it got better, but then again, at the end of the year, I ended up doing do my NCL, and I thought, you know, this year, last year especially, I thought, just get away from it all. I think you can overthink things a little bit too much, and that's what I do. I'm a big overthinker, and I just well, thought, you know, me and the missus just went away and just did, just completely zoned out from rugby league. And when it comes to training, I just um, I did it for that little bit or a few hours a day or whatever we did, and then yeah, just made the most of it. I think with COVID as well, I think. It's a big reality check. You can't really do a lot, mm. you know. The the season, we didn't know when the season was going to start back last year, and I just wanted to, you know, make the most of the time that we could in the situation we are over here, which was a really good situation to get away. Um, also, like th- those performances, they've been rewarded as well. Like obviously, you can't train with that England squad you've been named in, but that must have been a really proud moment to to see your name in that list. Yeah, definitely. I think it's the you say anyone can say, but it's the pinnacle to play for your country, and I think. Just to be even selected in that squad at the minute is is, is really good. I'm a I'm a I'm an Englishman and I, I I love to play for my country, whether it be you know through the through the ranks or, or first grade. So I'm I'm yeah I think I'm really happy. I just got to make sure that I don't I don't let that um, get get too get too overwhelmed by that and just keep improving week in week out. That's right. The World Cup at the end of the season still um, going ahead at this stage. So it'd be you know wonderful to be such a part of that and. Hopefully we can see your name in that uh, at the back end of the season. Uh, once again this week we asked fans to send through their questions and 
just want to preface this week's by saying um, there were some really weird ones out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Raiders fans, you've uh, you've outdone yourself this week, but we have chosen a few, um, and um, we're going to start with Lou. Um, these are actually decent questions. Uh, Lou, who it said uh, who is the quickest forward over forty meters at the club? Oh, at this club, yeah. Um, over the over those, uh, definitely not me. I can tell you that, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that for a fact. Um, if we, if you're looking just middle pack, yeah, get the middle. Yeah, we'll talk about say, middles. I'd say maybe taps. Yep, taps. Yep. Up, well, if you look at paps, obviously, yeah, you know, breaking <laughs> on, on the, the the old ankle tap. We never hear the last of it from him, so he's probably. I'd, I'd have to give it paps. Probably the fastest of okay. five meters. Yeah, this one was a bit of a weirder one. Um, <laughs> so it's from Dave. And you've probably seen him because every time you tweet, he replies with, <laughs> yes, Ryan, yes. Is this what gives you strength to play so well for the people's team, the Camp Raiders? <laughs> yeah, I did see this. I, I rarely go on Twitter, to be honest, but I had a, l- a little scan at some of the co- <laughs> some of the questions and I always see, yes, Ryan, yes, Ryan. So um, <laughs> I guess I guess if you if you put it that way, he puts it, he's consistent with what he does and it's um, it's pretty good. There you so go. Dave, you so can take some credit yeah, there, Dave. Consistency is key. That's yep. what you model your consistency <laughs> off. Yes, Ryan. <laughs> You're going to have to put Yes, Dave, back. yes. Uh, Tom, Tom asks, uh, who is the hardest or toughest player you've played with and against uh, and obviously from the bruising encounters is your body sore to take a few days to recover as well yeah your body definitely takes three or four days to recover I think you've you've got to do the best things that you can to to prep yourself for the next week especially if we have a short turnaround you know you play a really tough up, up pace game you've got to make sure that the the recovery side of it is really good and that's what we've got good here you know yeah. we've got really good um, recovery staff and strength conditioners that really help us out but it's again on on our own back that we can you know make sure that we're not overdoing it throughout the weeks um and what was the first the, the two the toughest player you've played with and against toughest player played with oh that's a tough one actually um i'd say the, probably one of the toughest players i play with is um and he's probably one of the best too. He's um, Sean Lachlan for Wigan Warriors. Yep. Real over all around player who could do everything. He <laughs> I don't think there's one position he couldn't play. And um, you know, he was an idol man growing up. You know, you've seen someone who's Wigan grow, homegrown go on to to do what he did for for his home club and internationally. I think it's um, a real credit to to him as a whole. And he's retired now, and he's uh, I think he's relishing the the coaching <laughs> side of it now. And he's. Um, he can rest his body as as best as he can, but he played tougher than tougher than most. I can remember. What about against? Against, again, that's probably a really tough one because um, everyone's tough in different ways. But I'd say in the modern game at the minute, the one person that you look at um, currently is probably Jason Tomalolo. Like he's a he's a real handful. You know, he's a big, speedy middle that you know when when you see him coming at you, you don't know what he's going to do, and you know you've got to make sure that you you've got all. Uh, all ready for what he, what comes at you. So yeah, he's a he's a very tough player to play against, and he's just um, yeah, yeah. Look at the guys like Sean O'Loughlin and stuff like that that played um, probably a little bit before it was a, a, a recruiting ground for the NRL. So yeah. I would have loved to have seen him out here at the NRL in his prime. He's such a such a great player. Yeah. For those people that watch the Super League or have watched the Super League, he was an absolute belter. Um, we've got a question here from Graham. How are the players after a loss? Uh, obviously, the diehard fans, it's hard to move on. We know we can't win them all. Or is it a pain that lasts till the next game? Um, how's the banter, gym sessions, stuff like that? What's it like um, after a loss? Well, I think, obviously, going off last week, um, we just wanted to push that one to one side and really, really concentrate on ourselves, I think. Um, you know, we're a very competitive bunch of players here. And 
everyone hates losing coaches coaches down to players um whether it be when we were playing in New South Wales Cup or NRL, I think you know we, we just don't like losing, and, and when it does, it really hits home. And think, you know, you've got you've got to look at the the negatives in the game, but you've also got to look at the positives that you did in the game as well. And I think, you know, that's where we're, we're good here. We're a very honest group, uh, and when it when it comes to taking criticism on board, I think we're we're really good. And you can't dwell on it too long. If mm. you dwell on it, that's when you know it starts. It starts that snowball effect where it just keeps going down over and over and week in and week out. So we've just got to make sure that yeah, we look at the video review, look at the review of the game, make sure we get the positives from it, also the negatives, but push, move on. Now uh, this next one's from Zach, and I know you do like your fantasy sports. You're decent at um, fantasy Premier League. Not not great, but you're decent. Oh. <laughs> um, now, are you aware that you've been dishing out champion scores on NRL Fantasy? Oh, I don't know. Hang <laughs> <laughs> quickly. But, yeah, going back to the um, the foot, the, actual, the real football fantasy. I think you know, I have a week off and I'm still second place. You know, <laughs> look at the person in front of me, Tommy. That's right. I was going to say for those who are listening to the podcast, Tom and John, regulars on this podcast, are massive EPL fans and. They're in a fantasy competition with Ryan. I think Hodjo's in it as well. Oh, it was. I think he was. It's just me. Sia, is Sia still in it? No. Nah, there was he, a few that was in it was last few, year. Yeah. George, me, George, Tommy and, uh, and uh, Johnny. And Johnny, you won last year, didn't you? Did, did you win last year? Yeah, yeah that's why you brought that question up. He's probably <laughs> going to win again this there year. There we go. Uh, James asked me a, a, asked a question here. What made you come to the Raiders? Um, it's a funny one. I think I've spoken about it quite a few times, actually. Um I was over here, I can't remember what year it was, we was playing a Super League game over in Wollongong against Hull FC, um, but I think it was in January, t- maybe 2014, I can't, I can't remember, but uh, 15 or 16, I can't remember, but um, yeah, I come over here and the, obviously it was coming to the end of my um, my contract with Wigan, and there was a, luckily I had a quite, uh, a little bit of interest over here, and Pete Maholland I was in contact with quite a bit, and he ended up saying, Look, do you want to meet Ricky Stewart? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm more than welcome to to meet anyone. I don't have any options at the minute, so yeah. And he ended up picking me up and taking me to a truck stop <laughs> halfway. <laughs> half, it was uh, Maroolan, I think. I've uh, heard yeah, this story. I think, yeah, I think it was anyway. And it was. Uh, <coughs> I went from Wollongong Pepe's, the beautiful, <laughs> took, <laughs> me down, took me down this uh, Hume <laughs> Highway, which obviously I know now. I was like, where are we going here? Like, Nothing there. That's Absolutely. it, Maroon. There's a KFC and a servo. Oh well, we didn't go to the KFC. <laughs> trust me. Went to, went to this um, this truck stop and anyway, we sat there and Ricky come and it really it really talked up the club and you could see how passionate it was for the for the club. He obviously was a Raiders player back in the day and he's also you know lives here and he's really passionate about what what he wants from the club and he really it really actually reminds me of um, of when he was at Wigan um, and I think it would. No, I think that's what sold it. Like it was really, you know, you could see what he wanted from his team, not just from his players. Um, anyway, um, we, I was sat there having this sandwich, and I was like, "What am I eating?" <laughs> it was like someone just put Gandhi's flip flop on a piece of uh, a piece of bread. I just can't believe it. But uh, but yeah, I, luckily the food didn't sell it anyway. That's right. So, but yeah, and then the rest is history. I obviously, signed the contract and couldn't wait to come over and start start for the Raiders. Speaking of food that you might find at a truck stop, we got this question from a lot of people. So this is one from Neil. Do you miss Galloway's chunky steak pies, lad? <laughs> I miss not chunky steak. I miss a bit of potato pie, me. The you know the pies over here just aren't the same. They've got a shepherd's pie. We do a shepherd's pie here yeah. in Australia. Shepherd's pie is not. Have really you pie had the pies though. at the 
at the Trappers Bakery at Goulburn. They're good. I'm not. I've tried to stay off the pies. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You know, they, they, yeah, the yeah, trap yeah. one well, that you eat the pies. Trap will let me have the pies. Nah. Actually, probably would now. Mm. Trying to put way on. Yeah. Um, we've got a special question here from a John from Wigan. And he's asked, have you got a Dutch flag on your chest? If so, why? Butty, butty. Yes, I do. It's a long shot, long story, a very long story. But um, yeah, obviously. (laughs) 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 I think, um, obviously, got family over in Holland. It was just a drunken moment with him. (laughs) (laughs) It was on the lad's holiday. Actually, my mate Lewis, Lewis Tierney, who plays for Lee, I think he's Lee. Can we see it? You can see it. Give us a look. It's I tried to go on the wrong side. <laughs> I tried, tried to scratch it. You tried to scratch it off. I tried to scratch it off. <laughs> I was like, oh, what have I done? Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> Lewis said, I'll get a, because he's, he's got Jamaican in him. He goes, yeah, I'll get I'll get a Rasta flag. Here. I'll get a Rasta flag. I was like, yeah, yeah. You get yours first. Oh, and he went to me. You get yours first. I went, okay, okay. Lying in the chair. Anyway, getting this tattoo on my chest. Yeah, this is hurting. He runs out the tattoo shop. I'm like, oh my god! I was looking down. It was only meant to be that big, yeah. And it ended up being this big. I was like, oh my god! And then I was like, the next is. day, drunk, I was like, <laughs> so yeah, there's your answer. All right, and we got a final question here from an Oliver from Wigan. Is it true that yeah. you used to have a parrot that spoke fluent French? <laughs> He's an idiot. No chance. <laughs> this is another drunken story. He reckons, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you were speaking French to your, to your parrot. I was like, no, <laughs> No, I wasn't. Oh, there we go. Thanks very much, John Bateman. Oliver Gildart there from Wigan. Um, sending those questions over. And to everyone who sent questions this week, weird and wonderful, um, we'll let you know who's on next week's podcast and you can do the same. All right, time to get some serious chat back again when we talk about some football heading into this weekend, of course. Round six, the Eels up against the Raiders GIO Stadium. Uh, Canberra Airport are the match day sponsor. Uh, and we're going to have plenty out there happening. Two games of football, the New South Wales Cup game between the Raiders and the Eels earlier in the day. And, of course, the big one at 7.35pm, uh, Raiders and the Eels. Get your tickets on ticketech.com.au. Sato, massive game, um, in this one in the context of... Um, I suppose ladder positions, it's still early in the season, so probably not. But more in fact that, um, you know, you guys really want to make a statement after last week's performance and um, you, you've got a really tough opposition in the Eels on Saturday night. Yeah, we've got a really tough opposition. They're obviously going really well. They had a, a tough loss against the, the Dragons at the weekend, but that's going to only make make our job a bit harder. You know, we're both coming off losses and it's going to be a really, a really tough game for both sides, I think, um, We've just got to make sure that we concentrate on ourselves. I think sometimes we we get over, overwhelmed with with the team that we're playing. Obviously, they're they're great side and that, but you know we're playing against against great sides week in week out. So we've just got to concentrate on ourselves, making sure that when we turn up uh, at seven thirty on um, on Saturday, that we're we're ready to go and we hit the ground running. What does focusing on yourselves look like on the field? I just think you know you can look too much into video and you can look too much into stuff like that, but realistically. It, We've got to look at what we were good at and what you know works for us. You know, they've got really talented individuals and really talented squad. But you know, if you look at um, an individual too much, it sort of takes you away from what you really want to do in the game. So I think we've just got to make sure that when when it comes kickoff time, that we're just we're really we're really calm, relaxed, and we're going into the game. You know, confident that we can do something. So it's just one of those making sure that we're ready on the day. Have a look at some of the big matchups in this game. 
Uh, obviously, uh, the big ones are uh, in the middle um, in terms of starting side. You've got um, Joe Tarpany up against Nathan Brown. Two different sort of um, locks, I suppose. Taps is... Um, he uses sort of footwork at the line as his biggest asset, where Brown is just run hard and straight. Yep. Uh, these two guys both both very important to their respective teams. Yeah, very important. I think Brown's a is a real confident player, confidence player for them. I think he gets the the sets rolling forward, and you know he takes it off the back fence, and it's it's good. But with, you know Taps is a is a real talent. You've seen you know what he could do last year, and obviously this year as well. And he's um, he's been real good for us. I think he's just um, you know. Like I said before, we can't overcomplicate things, can't look at things too much. But you know, really, really looking forward to to getting out there and, and playing against the likes of players like that. Yeah, and then also um, Josh Papali, Junior Paulo. You would have come here just after Junior went to the Eels, wouldn't yeah. you? So you wouldn't have crossed paths too much. But um, again, another another big matchup. And and from what we um, saw last week from. Uh, Parramatta as well. It was that forward battle that won the game for for the Dragons. So if we can, I know we're just talking about focusing on it, on ourselves and that sort of thing, but that's going to be a big matchup. Yeah, it is. We've got two good forward packs going against each other, and you know it's it's about who wants it more on the on the day really. And you know, like you said, with with Paps and Junior Paulo, they're really two good good mates, but you know, really two good players that will um will be up for it on the day. And you know, just a, just as a pack for for us. As a whole, we've just got to make sure that we're we're fighting fire with fire on the day, and I think that's um, that's what we'll, we'll do. All right, podcast prediction time. Uh, well, this is the point of the week where we select something that we think may happen on the weekend, and um, if you get it right, you get a point, and uh, it gets added to the leaderboard. If we have a look at the leaderboard at the moment, uh, the players have actually drawn level with myself on one and a half points each, and Tom and John combination still stranded on 0.5 of a point for the season so far. So, well done, boys. 0.5 of a point in five weeks. Thank you. I think that was Tom as well, so <laughs> I'm doing so, terrible. So, the way that this works is we get you to think of a, something that may happen in the game. It could be an individual moment or something that's going to happen uh, throughout the game that you think might be pivotal. Um, have yep. you got something for us? Yeah, I, got, I reckon I reckon Caleb will get a try in his debut game, eh? Yeah, and I reckon you just took my prediction as well. So <laughs> I'll have to think of something else. Let's go for John. All right, so I'm going to go. Um, there won't be a Gutharino this weekend. <laughs> uh, and I think Starlow's going to get a try off the bench. You reckon he'll pull one from the little, yep. little, uh, little dart. Bench, little dart from WR? Yep. Well, you've taken Caleb. I, th- I think the same thing too. I think he adds a, a, something a little bit different to the line, but I won't go him. I'll go for Bailey Simonson. I think he's due for a try, and I think it'll come this weekend. So um, there we go. We'll check in on the leaderboard again next week and see. How we all went. Ryan Sutton, thank you very much for joining us. Um, once again, we will share the details for your boot auction and, and get that up online as soon as we can. And all the best of luck against Seals this weekend. Thank you very much. There he is, Ryan Sutton, joining us on Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.